Hey everyone, I'm Jamie. And I'm Andrea, or as most people call me, Ange. And this is Trendish. We'll be covering relationships, faith, leadership, health, and everything in between. I'll definitely troll. And I'll probably cry. And we're so glad you're here to witness the whole thing. Thanks for joining us. Let's dive in. Hey, Jam. Welcome back. <laughs> hey. Jamie is slowly trying to make me the constant interviewer here, so I just didn't know until I arrived. Um, I'm not making you do anything you don't want to do. <laughs> well, as we are jumping into our topic for today, um, one, we realize that this is Juneteenth, mm-hmm. which is a very historic celebration mm-hmm. um, of freedom for our black brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. So shout out. That's exciting. Uh, but we also, even for the last few we're weeks, not the most like overly to, exciting. Yeah, that like, it, it is really exciting. is exciting. That didn't we sound just, exciting. We don't have a lot of fluctuation a lot of That's times. That's like so. when I say like, "Oh, happy birthday, John." What do you want to do? Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst at that. Okay. Often um, when I'm excited, it does sound sad. Still, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I don't literally know how to fix it was, like, that. sounded depressing. It did. That's unfortunate. A little. So okay. Maybe you just crop, I caught you. Crop so. that out. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. Um, it is exciting. Lots of festivities here around the Tulsa area, too, to celebrate that. Yeah, shall so. be an interesting weekend. Yeah, yeah, amongst other things mm-hmm. as well. Um, but we don't necessarily want to talk about politics here and now. I don't know if Jamie and I have a lot to say about that side of, of things. Um, but I think just the racial injustice and what is going on in our world right now in a couple different things, even social media, cancel culture, and honestly, more importantly, how we've been challenged by it is one of the bigger things that we wanted to talk about, at least like that I think we should talk about for today. Mm-hmm. But I will also preface with this, Jamie and I, if you don't know us, are, are white females. Pretty white. And we're really aware of that and really aware that white privilege is real and mm-hmm. that our how we grew up didn't doesn't make that any less real. And we can think that we have all the proximity to people that we want to have, but it still doesn't change the way that systems and culture has even shaped at least my thinking i won't speak for jamie on that mm-hmm. um but when we were thinking about how we want to set this up and i don't even know if address is the right word i wouldn't say we're even addressing anything but just kind of speaking about our experience in it mm-hmm. um i was just telling her i think one of the one of the easiest ways that i've been able to start talking about this is by first addressing these things within myself mm-hmm. um so that will obviously require a little bit of vulnerability. Have grace for my stupid, please, if you're listening to this. Um, but I think the hard conversations is also how we grow. And mm-hmm. listening to the hard conversations and the honest truth is especially how I think we grow, not just in this time, because this isn't really new, but in a time where I think it's becoming a lot more prevalent and causing people, at least myself, to be even more aware. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just learning, like, I think the things I grew up being, I, I actually grew up in a much, a very diverse, you know, place mm-hmm. in a very diverse culture, mm-hmm. very diverse church. And I'm so grateful for that. But I think I, in growing up in that, I always gave myself ex- the excuse that like, I couldn't be racist, that I couldn't even have a thought of like prejudice because like, look at all these people I surrounded myself with. I didn't even surround myself with that. We just, mm-hmm. that's how I grew up. Um, But it's crazy because even still growing up with friends of all different colors, all different backgrounds, all different ethnicities, I see in people that are speaking out now about racism that they've seen in their life, I have so oftentimes read those stories and look back and thought, wow, I've said that thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I've said that thing that Mm -hmm. made that 
friend of mine who is not my skin tone and not my color like i didn't even know what i was saying but i said it and i put her in that box yeah or him mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and didn't even know like i just straight up did not know that's why i say have grace for our stupid but um i think i'm just learning in this time just like listening and apologizing but finding these truths and challenges deep within ourselves is honestly one of the first steps among just social media posts and canceling other people out and i think some other stuff we want to talk about on this podcast so i could talk about more before i do i don't think jamie said one word except for the one she just said a second ago so jamie what is (laughs) what is all of that for you in a nutshell you're kicking it over to me (laughs) great yeah Yeah, i think i would echo a lot of what you said and i think i'll just be really vulnerable like this is a topic that i'm kind of afraid to talk about because i don't want to say the wrong thing and i know i will and um, something I've felt in, you know, just in the last few weeks of this being so pronounced um, is a lot of shame from other white people. Mm-hmm. And that's been very interesting for me to sift through. And I constantly remind myself it's not the point. Yeah. It's not the point. Yeah. Not the point. So as much as I want to, like, yell at some white people that are making me feel like I'm not doing the right thing or enough or um, I'm not sharing the right post at the right time frame. As much as I want to yell and kick my feet about that, I'm not going to give it the attention that it... I'm not going to give it any attention Mm because it's not the point. So I think I'm, I'm sifting through where yeah where my bias is and where my own racism lies within myself and having conversations with friends and people i trust and continuing to listen to things that are insightful and eye-opening and just a different perspective than mine because i mean i did not grow up in that diverse of a community Mm -hmm. i don't think i ever thought about racism when i was 14. Like it just wasn't like a thing that I th- remember thinking about. Maybe I did, but it's not something that I can re- recollect mm-hmm. quickly. So yeah, I hate that. I hate that it's a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm encouraged by some of the things that are being done right now. I've had some conversations with friends that are black that are, you know, kind of like I don't know if it will change. Mm-hmm. And that's hard, but also, like, I can't fault you for not thinking it will, Mm -hmm. you know? Hopeless. Yeah. Like, I can't fault you for not having hope. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I I think that is where, for probably, like, the first few weeks of this, I really wrestled, too, was, again, I'm I'm not even black, but I was, like, it does feel hopeless because Mm -hmm. George Floyd is not the first person that this happened to. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, he's not the first person. There's been so many others. And I can even, I for some reason I always go back to this one, but I think Trayvon Martin, mm-hmm. this kind of was like, at least on social media, stirred up in a similar way that it is right now. Mm-hmm. And I remember it dying down almost as fast as, as, as quickly as people spoke out about it, I think mm-hmm. is as quickly as they stopped speaking out about it. I swear it's, it was like two days. Yeah. And I don't even live a life where people, where that's my day-to-day life. Right. That's just like social media that I view. And so if I'm feeling like, wow, how how is this going to be different than that, essentially, is what I remember thinking in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think I, I can only imagine. I think um, 
I heard something, I mean, there's been so much that's coming out, and I heard something recently where it was kind of like, don't burn out. Yes. And it was like, it's good. You know, you pace yourself, mm-hmm. and it sounds weird, but like, I have done that. Mm-hmm. Like, I have taken that to heart. Like, it's it's not the only thing I consume, and it's not yeah. the only thing I'm reading on the news, and again, I've felt shame for not doing that, but I, I don't want this to be a thing that just leaves the attention of everyone in a month so I know for myself like I can be an extreme person like if I just submerge myself in something completely I often will like burn out after Mm -hmm. a couple weeks and I I'm trying to do the long run the long the long game so it's huge yeah yeah I think that is needed because like I said otherwise it does become hopeless Mm -hmm. like until I got the recollection that it's like well one first what can you change in and of yourself like that's one thing especially Mm -hmm. I mean I'm a white woman raising a white boy and I have the ability to at least shape that Mm -hmm. worldview and that life and maybe yeah it's the world I can't shape but before that with the hopelessness I might have not have even paid as much attention in how I shape his mindset and stuff so I think there's I don't know I think there's two sides to that but there's a couple like leaders that I've listened to that have, I think that generation all of their kids have felt this hopelessness is like the word that I was hearing a lot mm-hmm. um, maybe a few weeks ago and in the beginning and I just I can see it I can I don't know I couldn't again I couldn't imagine it but that's hard for me because then it's who is fighting if you feel hopeless I don't know that you have the strength to like fight it mm-hmm. and so I think that's so much of the part where black people are asking for us to fight because again I cannot imagine them doing it alone I mean honestly I think they have been doing it alone Mm -hmm. I mean for the most part up until now but yeah I can imagine I don't know the hopelessness that it must be yeah and I think I even recognize too even me saying like I'm pacing myself that to me is almost a form or could be perceived as a form of like white privilege where they don't get to pace themselves right exactly absolutely so I mean yeah, you can call me out on that. Like, I know that that's, that that's not right either. Mm-hmm. And so I think, again, I'm just always so afraid to have this conversation that's recorded for anybody to listen to <laughs> and take out of context or believe I'm saying something one way. Like, I just, I always want to defend myself and I don't want to be offensive. And I just know that this is, this is a topic that it's hard not to offend and some people need to be offended. And I don't, I don't like offending people but mm-hmm. i think there's some people including myself that need to look in the mirror mm-hmm. yep oh i'm not saying yeah to you looking in the mirror but me too <laughs> i mean you can <laughs> it was a strong yep um i definitely agree i but i it's weird i have found so much freedom almost in knowing that it could be wrong because it's like well if it is wrong at least hopefully i will you know hear that it that that's wrong or that's maybe not the full perspective but i also know i'm not going to say that again like up until now, like I said, I remember being like 17 and, and saying, I gosh, I can like remember all of our friends saying to like a couple of black friends we had like, oh, you're the whitest black girl I know. And I remember it being like, like she would laugh and we would laugh. Mm-hmm. And now looking back and even now I am telling you, it is not until like three weeks ago that I realized that that is like a racist statement. Why should she be, why should whites even be classified as like, you're the whitest black person I know. Why are the two, mm-hmm. two separate mm-hmm. boxes? Mm-hmm that like she's trying to fit in but I didn't think about that at the time Mm -hmm. however 
I now know that statement's not coming out of my mouth again. So there, I don't know. There's been a weird freedom for me in terms of like, what if I get it wrong? I know I won't say it again. So, you know, what better time than now to learn? I just always have, haven't always had that perspective or didn't even maybe understand that until recently. I don't, nothing changed in that, but I don't know. I don't know how else I would, you know, continue to learn outside of getting resources, which can I say, I'm trying to not get on any soapboxes here, but you do not have to have black people in your life for this to matter. Like, mm-hmm. I feel, I have heard so many white people, especially at least where we I'm are. I'm just getting passionate. I, I can know, see I am. <laughs> <laughs> where, well, I just don't have black people to relate to, or I can't hear their stories, or I can't. First of all, their stories flooded on social media. Have get you on your heard Facebook. Of a podcast? There's podcasts. But then even outside of that, like, it is not their responsibility to teach you about history. Like, mm-hmm. there's books, there's, and there always have been. It's mm-hmm. not like people mm-hmm. all just started publishing books two weeks ago mm-hmm. and started making podcasts two weeks ago. It's more now. I mean, we're doing a podcast right now on right. it. It's clearly more prevalent. Uh-huh. But all the more reason it's that much more accessible for you to understand where to get tools from. Like, learn still, absolutely, if you if you have people in your life who can help you learn. Like I just said, mm-hmm. may I be corrected on it, and that's awesome. But I have felt corrected, not by people in my life, by by the podcasts I listen to mm-hmm. and the resources that I say and realizing that I've said these things that this book is saying is very much a racist, racist statement. Like, that's where I've been corrected. It's not these, like, people. It shouldn't be up to them. We just said they're fighting enough. There's enough hopelessness. Mm-hmm. Why are we now relying and putting this on them to tell us their history as if it's only theirs and not ours, as if we didn't have a part in it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I feel about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, pick up a book. Don't. And also, black people are not a community outreach. Oh my gosh, I heard somebody say too that they were like going to go, I should, should, should probably start doing outreach every Saturday. They're, that's not an outreach. They're human. That's like dehumanizing. Mm-hmm. You might have to start cutting this out because I'm going to get too passionate. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's anyway, true. They're literally people to say stuff like, it's those statements alone that tells me that you haven't looked in and of yourself to understand that you could even be holding, like, white privilege. Mm-hmm. That what you think is going to fix it is just going on a Saturday outreach. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Do that, please. But, oh, my gosh, stop talking about a black person. Like, they're, number one, a teaching lesson, and number two, an outreach to serve. Like, no, it's more- I don't talk about you like that. Well, yeah, it's almost like you're better than me, and I'm just coming to bring you up. Yes, which is also what can typically happen in mm-hmm. community service things anyway. Or even in missions. Humbling because yeah. that's my actual job. Yeah. That another is topic. A, that is a can of worms. Another topic for another I'm going to like slogan that or something because <laughs> I say it a lot. Yep. <laughs> okay. I'm stepping off the soapbox now, but I just, as a, I don't feel like I can say a lot as a white person, but I can say that those few things have frustrated mm-hmm. even me. That's not an excuse. You don't get to have an excuse here. So you were off social media for the big beginning kind of of when this erupted right i had gotten off of it all i remember is it was like before even um the video with george floyd yeah. came out because i didn't see it for a minute ahmaud had obviously come out and mm-hmm. rihanna mm-hmm. but not george floyd mm-hmm. so you kind of came in from social media midway mm-hmm. even just a few days ago i just got yeah i guess what is your what's been your experience on social media surrounding this would you say it's like flooded your feed and your stories or does it feel pretty normal i do have to say like and i've seen it i've seen it said a few times now i i feel like 
it might be a little bit more on the decline now. Like, mm-hmm. I, of course, people are still reposting stuff, but Facebook is actually where I have seen, like, the most, like, I cannot believe you're a human and you're saying this. Oh, I But I can't looked at that once and had to get off, like, done yeah. with that. So I'm only really on, like, Instagram at this point, and... I don't know. I was surprised when I got back on because I was like, I thought I would kind of be seeing more at this point. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I said, sometimes like social media platforms and stuff, it's like the next news cycle. Mm-hmm. What It goes up and then it comes down. So I don't know what was happening kind of in between. But I, I don't feel like it's like the only thing flooding my feed right now. Mm-hmm. I still feel very much like I'm – I think it's just because I'm trying to learn. And you know me, if I'm passionate about something, I'm yep. just – pretty much head in the sand just passionate about it Uh (laughs) figuring it out um so i can't speak for others but i will say i don't feel like i'm seeing as much as maybe you would have been seeing like two weeks ago i don't know Mm -hmm. i didn't have it yeah i mean it was everything yeah like you didn't see anything else and yeah it was it was interesting like i've kind of already said like there was a lot of blame and shame but there was also a lot of like resources and so many educating people so many resources i said that weird (laughs) i think i was gonna say education and then i switched (laughs) at the last minute um so but yeah i mean kind of there was kind of a a mixed bag of like how people felt Mm. about posting yes you know some people were like do i have to post in order for Mm -hmm. to take a stance which kind of felt like I was, like, running for office or something. Um, but I, I, I can understand why you would. Mm-hmm. And But then there were other people that, you know, they were just sharing perspectives and views and things like that. And so I can appreciate where both were needed. Mm-hmm. And um, I I've think... I really appreciated the, appreciated the perspective yeah. and views. Like, I feel like I haven't heard as authentically... Um, from some of my black friends that I have for some reason in the next few weeks. Honestly, maybe they were always saying it and I just didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's probably a better way to say that. But I have appreciated the vulnerability in that. Yeah. It's been helpful. Yeah. I do think, I just mentioned I'm like very passionate person. And part of the reason I didn't just jump back on when I knew everybody else was starting to post on it is because, to be honest, I don't think I would have had my own time of like, reflection and repentance and I mean I've said this before I think even on the podcast but I really value authenticity mm-hmm. I think I would have been saying the things that need to be said and yes. not actually just to not offend just to not offend not saying something just so I'm like oh at least the people who have like led or follow me yeah. will know that I know black lives matter which I do believe black lives matter yeah. and I do believe I don't I'm not gonna apologize Period. for that but Period. I believe that yeah um, and I believe that it needs to be a fight. It is a fight for them. And that racism exists. I believe all those things. And I mm-hmm. could have so easily, with all the passion that is inside me, just gotten up and said that stuff. Mm-hmm. But there was such a check I had that I was like, unless I have looked at my own bias, I really, I feel like just making this post is going to be an excuse almost to just go about living my life. Like, you don't have to think tw- second, you don't have to think twice about me. Mm-hmm. I've posted. Mm-hmm. Here we are. But honestly, I think that time, of, I think it was close to a month of like reflection is is actually what shaped my views. Not of the world, mm-hmm. not of the movement, not of the culture, but of myself. Of, again, I've already said it, my own biases, mm-hmm. my own views, my own times in my life where I would have been making those statements. And I'm not sure if I would have gotten there if I had just made a post and moved on. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm saying people are only making posts and move on, moving on. But, I mean, maybe they are. But um, I think just for myself, it would have become a more emotional argument than it would have become a personal 
process and reflection. Mm-hmm. And people can think, have their own deep views on that. But for me, I think the change really happened offline. Mm-hmm. And I really hope for our whole culture at large, the change is happening offline. Yeah. As much as it is at rallies and at protests and online. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's the like 30 mile run you mentioned we're in like in pacing yourself and not burning out. So. Yeah. What I've appreciated, um, and I, I guess I'll be candid with this, where you know, you and I discussed, like, should we have an episode around this? Like, Mm -hmm. as two white females, like, should we? Like, is that insensitive and, you know, in some way? And um, having conversations about that with some of my black friends, like, I mean, just, like, the amount of grace Mm -hmm. and, like, open-handedness I received about that, about, Mm -hmm. like, you know, putting something out there was, like, oh, my gosh. I I don't even know how to, like, put into words. Mm -hmm. But it was, like, it's okay if you do put something out Mm -hmm. as two white girls. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if you don't. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, come freaking on. (laughs) Are you kidding? Mm -hmm. So, I I mean, yeah, I just, I don't have much more to say about that. But it was just, like. I just wanted it to mean something if we did it. Like, yeah. I didn't want to just be saying the right. things, repeating the podcast. Yes. I, we could obviously, in two minutes, state the views we have on this, and we uh-huh. wouldn't be doing this if we didn't. But I'm not doing it to state my views. I'm doing it because, like, I'm finding the line where I stand on more of these things than just racism at large, but the systems and systematic racism. and Honestly, just things I still have to learn so much mm-hmm. about. But I think we both said, like, I don't know, I just wanted it to be genuine if yeah we we're gonna talk about that yeah and i also think too like there are other people that are wrestling with this too as far as like a mm-hmm. what should i say mm-hmm. do i have to say something online to address racism within myself like is that a prerequisite because i've felt that from mm-hmm. some people you know mm-hmm. so i guess i want what i want people to hear from this is like a little bit of the process of like what were my you know our inner thoughts of like how did we get here yeah and how are we still moving forward yeah and not making you know someone a token black friend or a spokesperson like i'm i don't that's been so much of my hesitation with with this it's like i don't i don't want you to feel like you yeah have to speak for your entire race Mm mm-hmm I heard something on a podcast a couple years ago that, like, man, it was so convicting where it was about race, and they, I don't even remember who it was with, to be honest, but they were talking about, like, how they were having a conversation, somebody white and somebody black, it was females, and I think it was, like, a group of them, and they, it ended up being where the white girls were crying, and the black person had to then console them. And it ended up being where yep. it was about the white people again. Yep. And that, I think, has been, like, mm. the thing that has convicted me more than anything. Where, not that I can't have feelings and not that I can't have emotions, because hello, who yeah, is Jamie yeah, yeah. without them? Yeah. But, like, there's a time and there's a place, and that's where I think the work comes in on your own. Like, that's where the inner work that you've been doing, you know, offline, like, that's, that's your time to cry. It's not like when you're in this conversation with the black person and that's like they're under consoling you at the end. You know, I, I gosh, we've seen so many of those. We have. Yeah. And and I'm I'm not I don't want to shame anyone cuz yeah. again, you can't help if you're crying. Mm-hmm. But I I just think 
it, it was just very enlightening for me. I was like, wow, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. I never thought about how my emotional reaction could be exhausting to you where you're then taking care of me again. Which is what these whole last few weeks have been. Yeah. Like, yeah. I again, I'm not over here quizzing all my black friends, but I would venture to say they've got to be exhausted uh, on mm-hmm. some of this because you mm-hmm. know that's what people are going to. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I mean, how many times have you seen Latasha Morrison show up on your podcast feed? <laughs> or Austin Channing Brown, who I both yes. I love both of them. Like, I've followed them for a four. while. I saw four of yeah. Austin Channing Browns today. But Different like, platforms. Yeah, d- exactly. I, I can't imagine being... I mean, and, and that's, like, that's like part of what they do for a living. Sure. So I understand, like, that's part of your job, but that's also your day-in and day-out life. So I just, I can't imagine, you know, stepping yeah. into a role as a spokesperson. I mean, I commend them yeah. immensely. Yeah. I guess, good. I mean, I don't know where you necessarily want to go next, but I'd love to know, <laughs> like, if there are things that you've read or watched or listen to that have been really insightful for you mm-hmm. are there other specific episodes or even like concepts or mm-hmm. perspectives that you want to share yeah i think just like anything in my life of course i'm i'm not only trying to reconcile it really did start in and of myself which is which is great and i have some personal ones too but i've listened to a lot too of just like how the i don't want to say how it correlates in in the church but i've been very intrigued to listen to various church leaders on it as well Mm -hmm. one of the one of the talks i really loved again i think all the things that i'll say somebody else could say something better give a better reference but one that i really liked was td jakes Mm. interviewed steam burdick no different one okay um td jakes interviewed he specifically picked an all-white panel of like church Interesting. Or leader, church leader, something like that. Again, it was yeah. off of social media, so I didn't post about it. <laughs> right. You Again, trying that. to internalize it and how it yeah. challenged me. It was so insightful. I sent it to a couple people Why in didn't my I get life. It? Actually, I don't know. Okay. Did you send it to me? <laughs> I'll send it to you. Yeah. It was all, I think it was five different white people. It was like Carl Lentz, Christine Kane, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, mm-hmm. Judith Smith. Just a very, it was a white panel. And yeah. he opened up Ron carpenter i think kind of high level high level and he specifically wanted them to be white and just the the way that it started the middle and the way that ended like everything in between i was like that like more of that like fascinating they didn't all quiz him he quizzed them Mm -hmm. actually like he was the one he did talk i mean it's tg jakes like Mm -hmm. how can he not Mm -hmm. communicate and that's yeah he did but he was asking like them all their perspective and i just love i have a quote actually written down from it um that i almost posted but again i'm just sure still trying to to internalize it myself it was just really good and one of my favorite takeaways from it was he pretty much talked about how i don't even want to say it because i'm going to quote him wrong to be honest maybe i'll read it it's a long quote you see my phone that whole thing that's a quote oh wow Yeah, yeah that looks like a Page in a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was very passionate about it. It was a good one. Um, I really like that talk, all that to say. Like, I think they really, they did a great job talking about the church, and they even talked, like, about the church and racism, and they talked about systems and racism and po- politics and racism, mm-hmm. and then, again, how it all correlates to the gospel, and, like, again, what the they're all doing, like, even as white leaders, mm. personally and publicly, to help reconcile yeah. that. So I thought that was 
a really good one. I did like it was Stephen Furtick and John mm. Gray. Got it. Okay, yeah. You sent me that one. Which John Gray has been such an I mean has he both to, of them has actually. he come to over you before? I feel like he has. John Gray? Yeah. I don't know. I must have missed it if he did because I feel like I he did. Him. Somebody Instagram me and let me know. I don't know, but I love him. Um he was great. This talk, talk with him and Stephen Furtick. That was actually one of the first ones I listened to that actually challenged me. Again, there have been so many more in the world, but I'm just talking from my own personal like experience in the t- in this time. Mm-hmm. That is one of the ones that finally challenged me to like stop thinking about what everyone on social media is saying. Stop feeling the pressure to like make sure you post tomorrow. Stop. Mm-hmm. And like they talked a lot about repentance in that one, and not mm-hmm. just crying. What you just said, not just crying, not just feeling guilty, not just like mm-hmm. laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. You can post it on my Instagram, but getting up and actually walking in a different direction is yeah. what repentance is. Yes. So you don't just cry, you don't just flail, you don't just post. Yeah. And then keep doing and keep living and keep just observing people, hurting other people, but you like walk in another direction. I loved what they had to mm. say about that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Brene Brown and of course Austin, um, Austin Channing Brown, right? Yep, yep. She was great. She's always great. Yeah. I've, I've always liked her. She's passionate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, most people are on mm-hmm. this, but um, she was really passionate. And that was a good one. I really like that one, too. Yeah. Gosh, I don't know. I feel like there's others that I've... Li- her, there's book... I mean, her book is good. I've only read only a, a chapter that I've found as of right now on it, but... Um, yeah, I... I think it's... I read that book. It I haven't pulled up. It's good. I'm still here, Black di- Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness. So challenging. I read that when I was in North Carolina a couple years ago. I'd listened to a, an episode... Um, one of my favorite podcasts of all time, and I, it just grieves me to know that it only lasted one season. If Relevant is listening, I'd like you to yes. take this into consideration. Um, it's called The Faith Angle, and it, it it's basically like talking that. about politics and faith and how they blend together, and oh my gosh, I so appreciate the way that they can disagree and still have a productive conversation. They, mm. they have like probably 10 to 12 episodes, and they talk about misogyny in the church racism um they talk about trump and being like an event an evangelical christian in a political climate like we are in now um anyway so they had austin channing brown on an episode and oh interesting and so i i really liked that and it made me read her book and one of the stories that like i constantly think about because i mean it was just like Again, I didn't I didn't grow up thinking like this, but it just hit me, and it was, I was just so like sad that it was a reality. Um, if you think about it, like her name is Austin, and her parents would never tell her why they named her mm-hmm. Austin, and so eventually, from asking enough times, her parents like sat her down, and they basically were like, "Austin, we wanted you to get to the job interview because if people mm-hmm. were to see Austin on mm-hmm. a resume." It looked like a white male. And so I I don't know what to do with that, but mm-hmm. I've been sitting with that for like two years and it's just like, wow. Mm-hmm. So um, I really recommend her book. It's great. She's really, I really have appreciated. I've appreciated it because even so many different resources really, they either all focus on very different things relating to this topic, like obviously some I mean, a lot will address systematic racism. Others will address, like, personal mm-hmm. in and of yourself. Racism in education. Racism in, I mean, everything. Prisons, police, everything. But I feel like she talks about it a little differently than mm-hmm. than some other people I've listened to. Mm-hmm. And it was just, 
again, I mean, I'm so foreign to it that it, it's just refreshing to hear on all perspectives, but um, she really talked about it. I don't even know what was unique. She mm-hmm. just seemed to go against some of the other stuff that I've listened to more recently, um, which is interesting. But she's good. She's powerful. Yep. Yeah. That's what I say. Yep. What about you? I mean, we just listened to one. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that podcast, those two episodes, they have two episodes on race. Um, I actually just re-downloaded them because I haven't listened to them in a couple of years. But I remember those being really impactful. And then um, Annie F. Downs is pretty vocal about, like, mm. where she's seen her own, like, racism within yes. herself and just even, like, the people that she has on her platform. Um, and so I've appreciated her just humility with owning where she has been and where she wants to go. It's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. At least for me. Yeah. Yeah. And... So she's had some great people on recently. Uh, Mike Kelsey, her episode with Mike Kelsey was really good. And again, like the thing that sticks out to me about that whole episode was just like the amount of grace given Mm -hmm. from the black leaders that are speaking out right now Mm -hmm. is so undeserving. Mm -hmm. Like I I cannot get over how like gracious they often are, even people in my own life. Where I'm just like, I, we do not deserve, I do not deserve a lot of this. And so I think, yeah, somebody like myself that's just such a feeler, like I, I just feel like I've been given so much grace. And I just want to be able to do my part mm-hmm. and not let them just have to keep giving grace. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, eventually something has to give and I know I kind of have already said this but again having this conversation is just constantly afraid of saying the wrong thing and something I've talked to you about and something I've wanted to talk about on the podcast um I'm switching gears just a little bit so if you if you want to jump in with something it looks like you do do you want to (laughs) no you sure I don't think so well maybe I'll tie it in somewhere else now okay so I'm gonna Okay. Um, Anyway, so saying the wrong thing now, doing the wrong thing now, holds different weight than it used to, I think, in, you know, the 60s or 70s or even the 90s with the addition of social media Mm -hmm. and how that plays out. And I'm so fascinated by the concept of cancel culture and how if you do one wrong thing, you are shut out from the world. And obviously, I don't think people are going to cancel me. Like, who am I? Like, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that. But but the concept of that is is so disappointing mm-hmm. that we can't say something wrong and apologize for it and get a second chance. Mm-hmm. And I'm just fascinated by that concept of... Mm-hmm. I, I've seen it in Hollywood. Um, I don't know if you've seen Glee. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Glee? Like I don't watch it religiously. I, I wouldn't but guess I'm you to. With Glee. <laughs> wouldn't guess you to. But so there was this actor on there who did this horrible, horrible stuff. Like I am not condoning the mistakes and the sins and the wrongs that he did. And I do think that he should have been punished as he was going to be. But he got so much backlash and literally was like shut out from society. Like people didn't want to like give him any sort of like room to change and he ended up committing suicide Mm -hmm. and i just i just wonder sometimes if we if we push people to that place because we won't allow them to be forgiven and to do better Mm -hmm. 
And yeah, I, I guess I just, again, I'm grateful that there's room to for this to be a conversation and for you to call me out mm-hmm. if I'm wrong in an area. And I guess I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I know you're not gonna leave because I've said the wrong thing or mm-hmm. I've done the wrong thing. Have you noticed or followed any of that concept? I know you had a quote that was really good. I think you should read it about cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Jamie's like signaling me and I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> She's looking at me with her eyebrows I, up to the sky. Did like, I have a quote? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Um, yes, no, I did, that was good. Sorry, I thought you had a screenshot of it. No, but it's okay. I'm making her work for it. I can still pull it up. Yeah, I will say that. I will also say this, though, too, is I think cancel culture became prevalent when social media became prevalent because social media eliminated conversation. Mm. So, and that's why initially I was so hesitant to just make a post is because I I was just like, gosh, conversations go so much further. Like, listening to a conversation between Brene Brown, who is white, and obviously Austin Channing Brown, Uh father, but last names are both brown. Oh, yeah. I thought I was about to say that wrong. I think I didn't catch it because Austin's name is three names. Yeah, I always see Austin Channing. Uh Yeah. Anyway, both. Okay. (laughs) Fun fact. White. (laughs) Um, And then they're talking together, and I have just found that I myself even get so much more out of listening to their conversation, even times where Brene was like, oh, yeah, I did say that wrong, or she would say something, Mm -hmm. and then Austin would be like, she would challenge it like right there Mm -hmm. and I was like I learned so much more in that because now I'm seeing every angle that Brene is coming from just in listening to a conversation and how she responds to Austin yeah challenging or maybe criticizing something that that's good that she said or a story that she told so social media I might just see Austin make a comment Mm -hmm. or a caption or a Mm -hmm. post and I only get one view of it and I think that is why cancel culture and social media almost maybe became a thing at the same time mm-hmm. because now I can just make all my assumptions based off of one thing you said. I'm not going to pursue you to talk further. I'm generalizing this. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Some people will pursue you to talk further, but I'm just talking generalized. We won't pursue to talk further. We're just going to assume, wow, that person thinks this. Unfollow. I'm done with them. Yep. Unfollow. I'll never see them again. Yep. So just to share, because I thought it was interesting that you said that the two seem to happen at the same time, but it doesn't surprise me. Of course, it would happen Well, and we're just time. inundated mm-hmm. with things from every angle now. I mean, like, I look at my phone at the end of the day, and I'm not saying this to be high and mighty, but it's like I can't even, like, all of the notifications from, like, every single app on my phone, it's just, like, there's no break from, like all of the things being thrown at you and that's a a lot of social media as Mm -hmm. well and it's so much easier to unfollow someone than to understand them or have a hard conversation yep so again cancel culture easy Mm -hmm. um here's the quote this was i think kb said it i'm pretty sure this came from kb like the the musician Uh, the rapper yeah i think so wow i don't know a lot of people named kb with a blue verified blue verified (laughs) (laughs) cool give it to us this is the church yeah, this is. Okay. I'm not. I'm not editing this out. <laughs> this is the church. We will rebuke you when you are wrong. We will forgive you when you repent. But we will not cancel you when you are down. For Christ will not cancel us. Cancel culture is not kingdom culture. We don't just applaud the righteous. We restore the fallen. Come on. I just think it's so helpful. But you know, a weird observation that I've seen again. Like I think. I hope you guys know where I'm speaking so generally here. So this is general, but. Yeah. I feel like the cancel culture off of things that I say 
come more from white people on social media yes. that I follow or my white friends yes. than it does from like any, not just world leaders, but even just personal people in my life yeah. that are black that are saying like, even if they say it's wrong, mm-hmm. there is, I find it ironic that the shame mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. comes more from we are white. Yes. And it comes more from, at least in my experience, you know, in the last few months, mm-hmm. white people. Yeah. And cancel culture, I'm seeing more from, like, white people shaming other white people for doing things differently than that p- personal white person first would have done it. Yep. And I'm not saying I don't see that on the other end either, but I just find it ironic that that is where I'm seeing a lot of it come from. Or the idea of what that last quote said, like, we don't just applaud the righteous, we restore the fallen. Um, again, gosh, that podcast with Austin was really good, but she was just saying that, like, white people want... They want to know the rules so that they can protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Not to know the rules, or mm-hmm. as if mm-hmm. there even are rules. But they want to know the rules so that when somebody tries to, like, yes. recommend something else or say that they're yep. wrong, they can say, like, I, well, I, ma- I did this rule. Like, yep. you told me to call you African-American, not black. Yep. So when somebody else is saying they prefer black, I followed this rule. Like, I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. It's automatic offense instead of defense because I'm following the rules. Yep. I'm following the con- constructs. And if other white people aren't following the rules in the way I am, mm-hmm. but at least they're being more authentic and trying to have a conversation and trying to go outside of the box that the all the other white people have put themselves mm-hmm. in, then it's cancel culture on that person because they're doing it differently mm-hmm. found that to be fascinating yeah i i mean if you've been around me at all you know i could go down a soapbox about like shaming people into doing something mm-hmm. and i just go away mm-hmm. from me like there's a better way to change somebody's perspective or give somebody else the opportunity to listen to another perspective you don't have to like you don't have to shame people into it mm-hmm. i don't think that's like that should ever be the driving force of anything that you do in life. I don't shame think. them for something they didn't do. Right. Shame just shouldn't be in your vocabulary. In Brene, I keep literally keep referencing her, but I had just recently listened to those podcasts. I, I don't even know if I could pronounce his name, but did you see the one, or did you listen to the one? I haven't her? listened to it, but I think I saw John post it on his story. I think it was her and, um, of course, it gets rid of your... I'm doing a lot of searching. Ibram X. Kendi was how I would say it. Mm-hmm. And they actually addressed shame quite a bit in that specific podcast, how to be an anti-racist. Mm. And I think I remember her saying, like, shame is not helpful. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and then he was saying, too, yeah, it's, it's not necessarily going to change perspective. It's just going to build walls. And we clearly don't need more walls built than yeah. how many are built right now. Yeah. That's kind of the gist of what I, I understand of cancel culture and the observations I've made on it. It's going to be, Yeah interesting to see how it plays out around this Mm -hmm. unfortunately i think we will see some Mm -hmm. canceled and but i've even seen where some have you know not taken that route and i've been encouraged by it so Mm -hmm. um any other things you want to suggest we're kind of getting close to our our time here in terms of resources or yeah just things that have like helped shape your perspective or been enlightening i will just say this too if you're a christian listening to it but the bible should probably be shaping your perspective here a little bit i mean Mm -hmm. i'm so challenged that my first inclination when everybody was like getting on to others about like not posting and not doing things i didn't initially like come against that because i knew what i was doing was right really it was probably more like the pharisee in me that's like you can't tell me i'm wrong 
Like, you mm-hmm. can't tell me how mm-hmm. to do this. You can't tell me how to live this. And again, that is what shaped my thinking to, like, really, Andrea, why aren't you posting? You're just trying to not... Yeah. Like, really, what are your motives? I mean, yeah. you can say it's because, oh, I don't think I have to. I don't know why posting is just an example of that. Mm-hmm. But I do find it funny because, again, if you are a Christian, I, to me, there's no in-between. There's no, like, oh, well, you can fight for racial injustice if or when. Yeah. Or when it's so clear that a police man has his... It, knee on someone's neck mm-hmm. i think i think if you're you know utilizing that resource it's pretty clear who jesus went after and it's pretty clear the reconciliation and how much he went out of his way yeah um but that is a, maybe a different topic for another day as well um because i obviously feel passionate about that but i do think the bible's a nice nice resource there good hot nice. topic yep if you read it all the way um yeah and you know do your historical Context. Oh, Ange has bigger books. And Ange gets excited about commentaries and yeah, exegesis. For those of you that don't know what that is, it's exerting, exerting out, out, pulling out to extract information. Yes. <laughs> so she has a whole book on how to do that. So if you want to read about how to extract words, <laughs> read that. I just think our culture is so becoming so much. Let let me make sure the Bible tells me what i want it to say not let me read the bible for what it actually says and allow me to be transformed sorry (laughs) i mean let me transform the bible so it fits me not not the other way around yeah and i again another topic maybe we want to talk about that one day but that's not this so um bible's a great resource and i'm not an expert so i don't have tons of tons of more resources but i do think that's important and you should probably we all not you like me too i'm still checking myself on mm-hmm. that in times that I think I'm really following obedience and what obedience looks like and times where I'm just saying I'm being obedient and not actually following through with what that looks like in this season so yeah there have been a couple of Grey's Anatomy episodes where they've talked about it and um, I remember the first time I saw like Bailey and gosh I'm blanking on the husband's name now sat their son down and had a conversation just about mm. like what it means to be a, a black man in society today and I remember that was the first time I'd heard that conversation and that's Mm. been enlightening for you know even what that will look like when I have kids in the future Mm -hmm. um yeah I also just recently watched All American and I feel like they have some really good conversations in that show as well so those are yeah I mean I'm obviously like always trying to learn from the things I watch even if they appear you know just (laughs) like a show a show yeah try to take they did they had some good things in that one too yeah so yeah i think too if you have like i've been challenged by this personally but i'm like honestly how many of liam's books are all white kids yeah like i mean it doesn't start when he's like 17 and i can just explain history to him and go through like that kind of stuff is is taught love is taught racism is taught Mm -hmm. um and I've been challenged with, like, what am I doing literally right now today when he's two mm-hmm. that doesn't just make me saying that, like, oh, I want to teach him that, mm-hmm. but is actually me teaching him that with two white parents living in, yeah, That's I don't good. know what you want to call it, the Midwest, the South, but I feel like even living where we live mm-hmm. it is even more, like, I just want to be more aware that I'm not just saying, oh, I want him to grow up like this, but I'm setting things up for him that i'm like he is growing up like this Mm -hmm. not i want him to ideally one day that he is today and tomorrow yeah the day after that he sees a different way of life 
mm-hmm. with lots of different ethnicities and that it's and all perspectives beautiful and, and yep necessary mm-hmm. wanted mm-hmm. yeah I think that's about all I've all I've got for and let me just say if things. you know I said anything stupid I'd be the, I would love to be the first to be you know challenged on that and corrected on that so and shoot it my way it, yeah. oh, oh my gosh yep yep I'm sure I'll look back and watch it back and think like oh my god why did I say that that way so I always I mean I have to listen to these episodes multiple times and Anja just gets to be like cool loved it great great interview hope it goes well and I'm over okay here like, I listened to the last two but it was after you edited them yeah but I listened to them yeah so I'm over here like hearing myself say these things over and over again and I'm just like oh gosh so um I often find myself wanting to preface everything <laughs> and I'm I'm just not gonna do that any more than I already have in this episode, but please, if you want to have a conversation with us um, or have thoughts about this, we really, truly would love to hear Mm -hmm. them and, And yeah, appreciate the perspective and ways in which we can continue to grow. And we said we wanted to be unedited and all of our other, since we started this thing, so yeah, here's to our unedited conversation. Cheers. Black Lives Matter. Cheers. Amen. Cheers to that. Let's end on that. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And let us know what you thought of today's episode by tagging us on social media. This is Trendish. We'll see you soon.